1: This is the Queen of Feeling Fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and I am so happy that you are here because I'm super excited about today's show because... It deals with the discipline that I practice, that I've shared with many of my clients, thousands of people over my last um, three decades in the health profession. And so um, I just want you to stay tuned. You might want to sit down, relax, grab a piece of paper or something to write with because there are going to be some wonderful notes and nuggets of gold that you'll be able to take from the show immediately to assist you in your life. Um, as we go forward, and as I like to say, as we travel down our path to bliss. Before we get started with the Phenomena Show, and I introduce this marvelous guest to you, um, I want to, first of all, thank our sponsors for the show. And the first one is the Health Healing and Wellness Company. If you're looking to relax, release, restore, rejuvenate, um, you definitely want to connect with them. They have a bunch of modalities that can help you go from feeling crappy to feeling really good, vibrant, exhilarated, so to speak. And so if you're having any issues with your health, uh, you're looking for a natural or more healthier way, or you want some additional help to help you along with what you do with your, your primary care provider, then I highly suggest you check out the health healing and wellness company at health They run specials each month. And uh, again, uh, they're here to help you to feel much better so you can actually step into the life that you are meant to live. The next sponsor is a telecommunications installation company that has been located in the Silicon Valley for uh over twenty six years and they are all day cable Inc. They've helped small, large, mid-sized businesses, one and two uh employee businesses who have Telecommunication system that actually operates at an optimal level, because when you're not connected, that could be a loss of a lot of money to business, or if your connection goes down, that could be a lot of loss. And the importance of having a good connection is your network distribution and all the cabling and wiring and wireless systems and all that wonderful technology that we have available to us to keep us functioning at an optimal level so that our businesses make money and it's not lost due to lack of connectivity so if you are looking for telecom services you want to check out alldaycableinc.com again that's alldaycableinc.com now let me tell you about our guest our guest today is going to share with you something that i love which is um the ayurvedic lifestyle wisdom and I know you guys if you've been listening to the show for the last seven years you know I'm an Ayurvedic health practitioner and my whole business is around that and I love sharing people with you that can um, help you to understand how beautiful Ayurveda is for your mind body spirit Um, now the guest today is a master um, Ayurvedic physician and so um, let me just tell you a little bit about her to pique your curiosity Arch Archarya Shunya is one of the extraordinary teachers of the living embodied wisdom of Ayurveda. She transmits it through the roots of her ancient family lineage, as well as throughout her book, Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom. And I'll share more about that with you later. Shunya is the driving force behind Vedic, Vedic global a wisdom school dedicated to awakening health and consciousness and was recognized as one of the top 100 teachers of ayurveda and yoga in america by spirituality and health magazine now shunya is president of the california association of ayurvedic medicine a keynote speaker at national and international conferences and teaches at California Institute of Integral Studies and at a complementary medicine symposiums at Stanford UCLA and UCSF so at this time I would like to say welcome Shunya to Blissful Living it's an honor and a pleasure to have you with us today
0: what a pleasure Rochelle thank you
1: um, I love it because uh, you know I, I just love Ayurveda, and I can't I can't share the wisdom about Ayurveda enough. I get super excited when I talk about it, and sometimes people don't realize the beauty of this wonderful healing modality that we have. And so, what I would like to ask you first is: now you refer to Ayurveda as the best secret of humanity what have we been missing
0: yeah what a great way to begin with secrets and especially the secrets that are beautiful and they are have been really well guarded and kept and the reason for that is that uh, Ayurveda was uh, conceived by very ancient beings seers and sages in the subcontinent of India that was much bigger than the India we have today. But it was a vast land or a field of consciousness churning and these fears communicating with nature and really receiving the wisdom of how to not only become healthy, manage disease or prevent disease, but actually to awaken health. And this knowledge known as Ayurveda, which literally means the knowledge of life, not just of disease, but the knowledge of quality life, was transmitted by divine sources through meditation and through channeling and through uh, transmission to these sages who then captured it in ancient texts. But it remained a secret for a long time because uh, humanity really has to arrive at a certain state of consciousness and agreements to become and remain aligned with nature and to remain soft in their heart and open to spirit and then really live a life, an everyday life that may appear mundane, but it's really sublime. And uh, there is a a connection constantly with um, the renewing and rejuvenating powers of nature through the foods that are eaten, through the cycles of nature incorporated in a 24-hour period, as the earth oscillates on its axis and a 12 month period through the six seasons, we in America know four, but there are really six seasons because there are two subtler seasons in between. And it remained a secret because we were caught up in, um, you know, trying to find help outside us. But then more of us, as we were talking just before the show began that it's becoming more and more known. Well actually I would say it's becoming more and more revealed from within that mm-hmm. nature is only recourse. We come from nature, we live in nature, we return to nature. So the secret is coming out. And Ayurveda, in spite of being so ancient, it's spread over like a hundred countries. I am also a chair of education for a sixty country consortium and these are, you know, the the participants of this consortium is not just Lovers or um, of Ayurveda, but actually uh, people from different governments, universities, you know, health panels. So what's going on? And the secret is traveling from one healed person to another. So it is indeed a secret, but it's coming out, and soon it will not remain a secret, but become a way of life of humanity. I really think it was like a very forward-looking science in the ancient times. People lived by it. Then it was forgotten due to history and socio political reasons, but we are receiving it back again. And here are you, a registered nurse, Reda, mm-hmm. a of talking to us who comes from an ancient land, and we seem to be so connected with that same thing. Yeah. Person. You know, I love how you said that
1: it's a secret that's. Coming out, but you know, in actuality of or those that know about the wisdom of Ayurveda, it really isn't a secret. But it's been it's been kept under for so long, and because back in the ancient times, they would pass things were passed on verbally versus written. You know, it's almost like it's 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 here. It's all around us. Um, it's right in front of us. You know, when you think about pharmaceuticals. Pharmaceuticals, the 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 stuff to make pharmaceuticals, which I'm so not, I'm so against, but is is taken from herbs. And where are the herbs? The herbs are grown here on Earth, and it's in nature. You know, it's in the most natural state that you can take all the herbs that we have available to us and heal us naturally without chemically trans transposing it into something different. So it's almost like we have all this wonderful wisdom about how we can help live ourselves and keep ourselves healthy and well and the ebb and flow of the seasons and the doshas, so to speak. Um, But, we're not seeing it But as the fog lifts So to speak it's, We're becoming awakened And those of course That are awakened You know Already see it Know it Experience it And love it And those that are Beginning to understand That there's more to life Than what we do With Western medicine um, Are beginning to wake up And I think that's beautiful Because it's like The secret is being shared Like the movie The secret So I think that's beautiful 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 Now you know You mentioned something else And because I know so much About Ayurveda it's great for me to be able to have a a, you know it's more senior person more knowledgeable person than me share the wisdom but um, what are some of the misconceptions um, about Ayurveda because I know there are some and I know things that I hear but coming from you and, and your you know your knowledge background what what are the misconceptions that we hear
0: or you hear about Ayurveda one of the misconceptions is that, you know, because Ayurveda was, um, and it, it kind of traces back to even the original question around it remaining a secret and not being common knowledge in the public domain like it deserves to be, but it's becoming more and more is that, you know, India was colonized for 200 years, and we don't remember what we ate 20 days ago. So in 200 years, you know, a culture can have a forgetfulness of its indigenous knowledge and culture. So Ayurveda had gone into a varied or pass, passive status, and it's really only been 60-something years that India has been sovereign. And when Ayurveda started coming out in sports and, you know, and in you know different iterations of it, it did not, you know, come out in all its beauty and with a coherent thought or intention. And it was just somewhat like leaking out. And the knowledge of the doshas became really popular, but there was not enough information given out. But doshas require that you learn about your doshas, and there is some level of you know science that you need to apply even before you begin to self-heal. So it's a beautiful knowledge, but the knowledge of the universal wisdom that anybody can utilize, no matter what is your dosha, and all the details on it, were not available. In fact, you know, you might agree that this is one of those first in-depth books since you've gone through it that really like goes into each sinacharya detail or lifestyle detail with exhaustive information mm-hmm. and out because I found that there was not enough out. So one of the misconceptions was that Ayurveda can sometimes overwhelm you because first you have to, you know, understand your dosha. Not everybody is like you who's studied allopathic medicine, and then takes time to study Ayurveda, and then you mm-hmm. become a doctor of the dosha. So one of the biggest misconceptions was, first I have to diagnose myself, then it's tedious, I might be confused, and I have to figure out medicine for myself, and this is like, you know, it's, it's great that it's customized, but I almost wish it was simpler. And so the misconception is that it's complex, but mm-hmm. what I feel is that it's not. And that from page one, you can begin applying it because it's universal. You can close your eyes no matter what Asia you are, what age you are, whether you are dying with a terminal prognosis or you are healthy or you want to maintain it. You can be living this lifestyle and each day lived well unto itself becomes like, healing medicine and raises the vibration so that's number one misconception and that's because of historical reasons and political colonial you know subjugation that ayurveda could not be you know packaged but to say look this is the part that's more customized but this is the part that's universal and you begin here so i almost felt like i observed that this was a gap in communication and most books scary about, you know, lifestyle but it's lesser. And then they go into stages of disease. So I focus not on disease but on awakening health. Another misconception is that, you know, maybe it's religious and it is, you know, it has Mm. it's specific for some group of people or you have to become vegetarian. But I have a huge science. It was a science. It's a divine science. And you know, spirituality of the ancient Vedas does not restrict people to become vegetarian, though it encourages people to eat less, lighter food, easy to digest food. But it right. actually makes recommendations for meat products, even eggs and other things, as required by the body. So it's not such a narrow science as to restrict us to only certain kinds of food that you know look good by certain kind of people who pray a certain way. It was really right. for everybody and all beings. And the, the the core vision in Sanskrit was sarve Bhavantu, sukinaha, so may all beings be happy. And then the, a very another misconception that comes in the way of people trying it, even the people who come from India hesitate to use Ayurveda. But hopefully this misconception is going away gradually, is that it is slow, and you know it takes too long. But I have found that often it's the only path that when you restore your balance of life and nature, that is when you get a hold of your lifelong challenge of asthma or allergies or eczema or diabetes Mm -hmm. or obesity. And I tell people that, you know, stay in touch with your MD, you know, do the responsible thing, but at the same time, use Ayurveda lifestyle to, you know, make corrections to your lifestyle and awaken health from within. So these Three major misconceptions, one that it's tedious and the doshas are confusing and they are only, you know, you have to know your dosha first. That misconception I want to, you know, remove. The other one is that it's, you know, uh, for a certain religion or type of diet and too restricted in diet, not true. You know, you will begin to eat the way you need to and you'll feel happy. And the third one is that it's slow actually i don't know if it's slow, but it's just the right thing for you and you make it a part of your life
1: you know that's funny cuz you bring that you bring that up cuz those are the things that i hear as well and and because i um have you know knowledge about both eastern you know ayurveda as well as western medicine i explain to people i you know i speak as well and i explain to people that when you have a disease process that is manifested it didn't manifest overnight it, it took did. time it took a lot of time and along the along the way your body was talking to you at each and every level but as you failed to listen to what the body was saying it started reaching out and trying to speak to you in louder tones and you didn't listen so you know thus you have this, this manifestation of of an imbalance a disease process and when you go to a Western medicine physician, they're treating your signs and symptoms. So, you know, you go, you have a migraine, they're going to give you something to take care of the pain of the migraine, but they're not really going to get to the root cause of what may be causing that migraine. With Ayurveda, it's looked at differently, like is if you, first of all, it's a process that will work, but it's going to take time. And when your body gets back into balance, it, it you, you will manifest some well-being. Also, um, it's focused on getting to the root cause of the issue and getting that balance corrected so that you don't have to suffer the signs and symptoms. So, you know, it's just, it's funny that you say those misconceptions are so common. And then I've heard, you know, you have to, you know, the religious thing and, you know, all this stuff. And it it just, it's funny because I'm thinking maybe she's going to say something different, you know, that she's heard to add to the list and nope, it's pretty much, you know, that's pretty much it. But those again, that understand that you know and 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 know how to work with both what do they want to do, whether it's western medicine or or Ayurveda, or both um those that understand that understand that it is a process, a process of healing, just like you went into the process of becoming imbalanced and manifesting an illness or disease, so it's beautiful that to have you say that, and I like how you're focused on lifestyle because in a crazy chaotic world today. No one really stops to think about how they live their life. You ask people, they can't even tell you what they did 10 minutes ago, let alone 10 days ago, you know, with regards to how they live their life. So I love how you're focusing on, um, you know, Ayurveda and how it's not complex and you can make it fit into your life beautifully. Now, what are three things that the listeners can do today to bring Ayurveda lifestyle wisdom into
0: their daily routine? Ayurveda lifestyle wisdom in a daily routine? That's a great question. You know, to answer that, to give maybe, you know, three suggestions that uh, our listeners can, you know, begin to implement into their life right away, I would like to add first as a preamble is that um, Ayurveda sees you. Ayurveda wants to seize up all of you and to 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 flow a lifestyle wisdom that is not something ad hoc that we make up throughout the day. That is the advantage that these Sikhs, they receive this wisdom, they live this wisdom and they let such beautiful, long and radiant and fulfill the life that they gave us, the systems of Ayurveda, Yoga, meditation, tantra, beauty, art, sculptures, you know, um, you know, divine dancing. So How do these people live? And that's the lifestyle that I've tried to capture and I'll share with you. But, you know, um, Michelle, um, Ayurveda says that each one of our listeners, you and I, we are all not just the body. We're not just the mind. So we are not just body, sharira, mind, sattva, senses. We are also our senses and how our senses interact with this universe. And what do they seize upon getting up? Do they look at a dirty room? Or a dark, you know, room with just, uh, uh, you know, curtains drawn? Or do they wake up to the sight of a glorious sunrise? Even that's going to impact your health. And then Mm -hmm. finally, your soul. I mean, are you caught up in bondage to relationships and dysfunctional dreams that, you know, really need to be um, Mm -hmm. re-examined? Or addictive relationships? or are you constantly seeking your sovereign self and your freedom so it says sharira atma indriya atma jivatam that all of you all of you together is the poetry of life so let's lead a life that celebrates all of you so let me give four suggestions for these four aspects of our being, if that's okay, Rochelle. Oh, please I- do! I'm loving this. Go, yes, yeah, share. So, regarding the body, the body has been sleeping all night, and the 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 metabolic, uh, digestive, aspect or intelligence of our body is known in. Sanskrit in the beautiful word called Agni, which actually literally means a flame and the flame in the sun and the flame in your body, it's really one, but it's been asleep. So the first thing you do upon waking up, crank up that flame or you know, ignite it is by drinking a big cup of hot water and no more and no less and don't add anything to it and need not be burning hot but sit with it and after you've used the restroom and brushed your teeth that's the first thing you drink and the heat then the heat of that water is going the heat is all the same chemical heat you know um, sexual heat solar heat it's all the same and the macro and the micro connect and your metabolism will increase and ignite your bowels will move beautifully your hunger will be restored. Your appetite will be healthy. The breakfast you eat will not become a liability and hang around on your hips or buttocks, but actually move through you and give you vitality and health. So that's what <laughs> really, really simple. But even if you try it for one month, you know I have a course at my school which I've been doing for over ten now ten years, and we have miracles happen just with this one drinking of hot water, mm-hmm. and you know reduce because your metabolism ignites first thing in the morning and starts doing its homework. Instead, if you drink cold water or if you stuff it with a big bagel, it's all very heavy before your flame is ignited. So that's my tip for the body, for the senses, you know, for the senses, when you wake up and after you've gone to the bathroom, make a beeline towards a window and go and look at the sky Either the sun would have be rising, in the process of rising, or have risen. But your first darshan or your spiritual vision should be of this representative golden orb of shakti and energy and divine radiance. And if you think about it, you and I and our listeners, we could not be alive without that sun. And that oh to look at that sun which runs our Milky Way is like looking at your battery, looking at your source energy. And then Look at that, and then slowly close your eyes and imagine a sun in your heart and that time you you have actually gifted your senses that similarly you know I have a whole chapter on you know loving your five senses, but this is just one thing: one tip: free medicine right there in the sky outside your home. don't worry right. or your phone screen or you know look at what's happening in our political arena. All that can wait for you, but first you use your senses and then try to listen with your ears to the chirping of the words of the mm. birds. And if you can go out when the weather is nice, walk bare feet on grass. You know, so this way, you know, and um, maybe take some warm oil and apply it on your skin before hot, warm sesame oil, and then jump into the shower. Not after the shower, but first, as if like you're making touch your entire skin you don't have to be rubbing the massage and doing the stroke <laughs> like hey i love your skin i love you all," right. and you know splash your and gargle your mouth your tongue with warm water just warm water and then you know at least maybe nine times and then see what happens so this is for your senses and Can then we have
1: to something, um, Gina, right there because um do you um oil pulling, oil I oil pull every morning. Um
0: is that good to do as well? Yes, I have a huge section on oil pulling, but I didn't go into it due to lack of time because of doing yeah, that. Gotcha. But but just for our listeners, they'll be, you know, they'll be excited that you do this so now they wanna do it. I just mm-hmm. hope this is my book because oil pulling, as you know, has so much contradictory information out there online. So I went to classical sources and quoted all the exact things that the ancient sages wanted us to do. And I've given a step-by-step process of, you know, gargling, um, you know, uh, in your mouth with oil and helping Mm -hmm. your teeth and nourishing your jaw, beautifying your voice. You know, I'm a teacher and I speak, you know, eight to nine to 12 hours a day. I'm a public speaker. I teach, you know, doctors and I just feel like, If it was not for oil pulling, I don't know what I'd be doing, you know. Oh, my gosh. I can share some, I mean, uh,
1: amazing things about oil pulling that that for me, you know, one thing is I'm a person, ever since I was a little girl, one of the weaker areas in my body are my teeth. And so I'm pr- pr- prone to cavities and I've always, you know, had that growing up. And so um, I was having a problem with my gums and I'm brushing and flossing and doing all the conventional stuff. But every time I'd go every six months for a checkup, you know, there's some I had deep pockets and you know, I always had a cavity or something. I started oil pulling and, um, and I had something going on with one of my my uh, lower, I mean, upper molars in the back. And I thought it was maybe getting a little infected, but I started oil pulling and for miraculously within my next six month checkup, um, my gums i they got a I got like a triple A plus on the health of my gums, and the pockets had decreased to a normal size. My teeth were wider and brighter, and people thought I was doing a whitening system and all I was doing was oil pulling the tooth that I was having a problem with that they were keeping an eye on that they thought I might need to have a root canal um the The area around the tooth and the tissue and everything healed up you know, and my teeth are really really healthy my gums are healthy and and for for me um oil pulling in when I do it in the morning is um a way I do it before I talk or anything. I have my whole you know my lifestyle um routine for my dosha and um and it's just one of those moments where I'm in touch with the sense I can smell the oil, whether I use sesame or coconut. Um, I can smell it. Um, I have it in my mouth. It's helped with, I was having TMJ and I used to grind my teeth at night. It's helped all that. My, my jawline looks much more, I look more youthful. Um, you know and it's almost like it's meditative for me because it allows me to flow into my day I'm up I'm moving around but I flow into my day in a sense of being in touch with my senses and having a sense of peace and calmness before I have to you know go out into the world this time this private time to myself and then afterwards you know I I, I finish pulling I um, you know wash my mouth out like you said eight to nine to ten times sometimes with warm water and you know do my other daily routines but it's just so beautiful. And so I was like, I gotta have her talk a little bit about that because everything she's yeah. saying is stuff that I tell people and when they do it it, it they they understand but when you first tell people that are they're like, What? Really? No, I don't think so.
0: So um I just I'm sorry I had to interrupt but I was just oh, super
1: wow. excited <laughs>
0: What an endorsement What an endorsement to what I'm teaching You guys, we have to, we're have we going to share this book with you It's phenomenal And it's all the stuff that I've gone over
1: my career Trying to share with individuals About how they can just live the Ayurvedic lifestyle And it doesn't have to be difficult It's not difficult But when you start doing it It is so beautiful Your mind, body, spirit Your whole being will just thank you And it will reflect in the way you look I, I can always tell people that practice Ayurveda Or Ayurvedic masters and gurus because um, we, I'm not a master guru, but they just have a very youthful, healthy, vibrant glow of energy around their aura and their face, and they look younger, you know, and so it's beautiful. Okay, let me get back. I'm going to focus because I know you guys now are all jazzed up and want to hear more about what Shuna has to share with us. I want you to share, Shuna. Um with regards to you know some of the common health conditions for which Ayurveda offers a natural approach to, can you share a little bit more about that and um and does also does ayurveda um, does it support or promote uh um does it support a path to prevention and restoration with regards to doing you know self care with our lifestyle changes that um we should incorporate
0: you know um If you ask me what are the conditions that I really seem to work with, you know, I can say that it's a really hard question for me to answer because I have been, you know, doing this for, you know, almost three decades, and I have seen radical transformation in just about every health condition out there, and it includes conditions that challenge the body, like, you know, ulcerative colitis or obesity, thyroid skin conditions, chronic problems with allergies, etc., And um, even people who are having, uh, I have case study after case study in the book, as you might have seen, of this young child, this young 20-year-old girl who had, you know, bleeding ulcers in her colon, and she was on 18 drugs when she met me. And within a few months, she, you know, was having beautiful bowel movements and then within one year she was off of every drug including an antidepressant that she was put on saying well if nothing helps this antidepressant will." and now she's herself you know doing um, you know doing a television show on healing foods and you know like a diva teaching Ayurveda. Mm-hmm. I have be there I know that's, that's thoughts, like my story
1: uh, my story I had a um, a bleeding ul- ulcer And then Uh um, incorporated Ayurveda into my life. And I had suffered with a bleeding ulcer for 17 years. So from a Mm -hmm. child to, um, you know, an adult and incorporated Ayurveda into my life in within nine months, I was completely healed.
0: it, It strengthens the premise that the whole book is about is that leave your disease alone for a little bit. Stop fighting it and start awakening health by beginning to lead a designer lifestyle that tells you what time to wake up, what to go to bed, what to eat. You can still eat your American food, Italian food, African food, whatever is your <laughs> preference, but just incorporate the universal Ayurvedic rules, couple of spices, check out a few recipes. I've given traditional recipes from my family, which goes back hundreds of years. And you know they've been bringing a revolution in my school in Northern California. And you know, in my community of students worldwide, now you can try it too, you know whether you meet me ever again or not. you know mm-hmm. on person, you can use my book and heal and I've had people with you know depression and you know um you know unresolved you know personality stuff, and they start following the lifestyle and they wonder what happens, so really, I feel like especially with lifestyle induced conditions like. You know chronic fatigue um, and even multiple sclerosis. I have a story of a person recovering from ms in fact so much so that her m d said you know would you be willing to give a lecture on Ayurveda foods and um are oh. doing to my patients and then this person started out with me as a clinic client, studied five years with me through the doctoral level teaching that I do, and then in the between ten years now she's healed and she's leading the, you know, our several charitable clinical operations all over America and now in India. So it's like, we have, I have, you know, I I don't know where to stop. So at one time, you know, I just not welcome terminal cases of cancer and other things, but then even they report improved quality of life. And, you know, because of the lifestyle. So it looks like when you live this lifestyle, it starts Restoring your life, and then yes. it's better in every area, and you are a, a living example and testimony of that. You know, mm-hmm. and in doing all this, I do want to say that I have deep respect for Western medicine. I think it's a heritage of humanity, and it can give us the urgent care, and and so I never, ever, even in my verbal teaching or writings you know, say that, you know, we need to create some kind of a separation between the sciences. I just feel that we can use that medicine when necessary, but probably as we live live by Ayurveda's lifestyle wisdom of food, seasons, and daily routines that self-love us, we may need it less, but it's nice to have it. That's all.
1: I agree too. I mean I because I worked in Western medicine and um and know that the synergy of both Western and Ayurveda can work beautifully, beautifully. You know, for for it can work beautifully. There's times, yeah, we do need emergency rooms and urgent care situations that come up and things of that nature and we need Western medicine for that. Um but Ayurveda is beautiful and it can help you can transform your life like I say from being feeling like crap to feeling just absolutely like you're on top of the world and just having this vitality and you know just energy and just just youthfulness about yourself um, it's just a wonderful thing so not bashing Western medicine at all we love we love it both but you know Ayurveda definitely has a wonderful place in your life and so now with regards to um, um ayurveda and in and the pre, and using it for the prevention of of you know imbalances or challenges as I like to call them, can you share a little bit about um how how ayurveda is um can help someone um in a more preventative state uh versus in the treatment state of you know correcting the imbalance? how can someone if they're balanced right now? Continue to maintain the imbalance and, and how does Ayurveda assist us with that? How you know, is that clear to you?
0: Oh yeah, like okay. In okay. fact, um, you know, one of the uh, Ayurveda is as an ancient medicine by the sages has a 2 pronged goal, and the first goal is disease prevention and and health protection, sahsadaksha. And the secondary goal is disease management and disease recovery because they were very wise, and they didn't really want us to lead a life that would require firefighting. If we have to do firefighting, we can do that, you know? Mm -hmm, The mm -hmm. lifestyle which leads to dosha or energy balancing will do that inherently. But can we prevent life? Can we lead our life in such a way that the doshas or the three energies of vata, pitta, kapha remain self-balanced? And in different seasons, apparently the doshas or the energies fluctuate. They also fluctuate throughout the time of the day. So then that is where the lifestyle teachings, and they're very systematic, and they cannot be imagined or applied in an ad hoc manner. And that's why you follow the book along and slowly implement it. But say, what time do you wake up? Do you wake up before 6 a.m. or after 6 a.m.? And then I have like an entire chapter on awakening and why we should wake up, I've given explanations so that it doesn't overwhelm us or feel prescriptive or like harsh and disciplined, but it works with our intelligence to tell us that all of nature wakes up with the rising sun, and when they do that, vata dosha, which is the energy of movement, starts moving at the right time, and so you have a natural urge to go. Once you have a natural urge to go, you won't be constipated, or you won't develop tendencies towards abrupt diarrhea, so you will not be toxic. When you're not toxic, all your cells will improve in their health and your vitality will improve and your mind state will be pure and experience more joy. So that's just a very simple example of what time do you wake up. Now if you want to go to sleep on time, you know, then just start sleeping by 10 p.m. because if you don't then at 10 p.m. the energy of pitta or, you know, thinking, moving, fiery transformation you know, takes over the cosmos and you are a part of that cosmos. And many people if you resist the urge to sleep by nine thirty ten, we get a second wind and we want to organize our closet, pay our bills, right? That you that- <laughs> Right? So- yes,
1: I'm happy because that's exactly what happens, and I know better. But uh-huh. I, you know, I, I you do, you know, I'm, I'm, everyone's human, but it's so funny because I'm like, that's, ex-, she just said exactly what I do when I don't go to bed yeah. when I'm supposed to. Yeah.
0: So then Ayurveda shows us this clock, a 24 hour clock, and tells us that you can do this. So I have story after story of people gradually aligning themselves to this clock that's in the book, given in great details. And they even know, I have, you know, I have students who are corporate CEOs and, you know, they are like starting companies, buying companies, selling things. And they're like, oh, it's 10 p.m. I need to go to bed because when the pitta time comes up, I don't want it to fry me, but I want it to act like it's, you know, it will clean up my cells. It will detoxify. Internally When I'm sleeping And I don't want to Like you know Ride that wind And create like a Parallel universe A virtual universe Right you know? So and yes. I don't want feeding in the middle Of the night Because my pitta Got the better of me You know Right uh, so Yes I Yes think, Yes Yeah So this way we prevent the energies from getting out of balance and whether we understand doshas or not. And that's why in my book, I have given very minimum information for doshas. And I've even said that you can skip it if you need to and come back to it when you want to, because as long as you understand the clock and you become aligned with nature, just like the birds and the flowers are doing, then that your biological self will thank you your psychological self will thrive and your spiritual self now has the expansive consciousness to, you know, discover itself and its inherent divinity. Oh, wow. Beautiful. Thank you so much. That
1: was just absolutely beautiful. You guys listening, I hope you are taking a ton of notes um, because Shuna is just sharing some wonderful wisdom of life health, well-being, spirituality, balance, following the laws of nature, which is what we're designed and supposed to do with you. And she's sharing how to do it really easily. And again, we're going to share with you more about her book, how you can get her book, the wisdom in her book. But because she's here and we only have a limited bit of time, I want to ask her as many questions as possible so that if there's anything lurking in your mind that you're not understanding or, or really you know, can't get why you should take a look into Ayurveda, then that's what we're here to do. So, Shana, can you just, like, with regards to um, Ayurveda, and I always like to say it's it's customized. No one's, you know, path to well-being or um, path to bliss, as I like to call it, is the same. You know, in Western medicine you might go in for something and ten people who go go in for that will generally get the same treatment. But with an Ayurveda, you know, it's it's very customized to you. You're a unique individual. The moment that the sperm and the egg united, that was the creation of you and you're you're unique. That's why no siblings, you know, don't look alike or act alike. It's it's just the uniqueness of us. With regards to Ayurveda can you share with the listeners out there um, how I, how the Ayurveda healthcare model is different from Western medicine and the benefits that one who follows the Ayurvedic healthcare model um, can have? I know you've already shared a lot of that, but just with the the way the differences is between the two and how that can be a, a little a, you know an enhancement to our, our health and well being.
0: Yes, that's a very unique paradigm and. Thousands of years ago, Ayurveda uh, was the first uh, model or prototype of personalized medicine that was forwarded by uh, you know the sages. And now we are hearing about customized and personalized medicine, but Ayurveda is that. But the beauty of the book that I've written, and especially what I have chosen to highlight, Ayurveda lifestyle wisdom, is that just within the first chapter itself. Which i kind of ask everybody to read and then they can dive into any of the practices whether it is on sleep sex food elimination um you begin to get a clue of what you should be looking for in terms of constructing a lifestyle so it's kind of fun so you read the first chapter and you begin to know what elements are you fire dominant are you air dominant are you a fiery being you know or are you earthy and watery being and so you are more stodgy and you know you you take slower decisions and and so it may be if you are that then you need more air and fire in your being and if you're all fired up already and suffering from burning and heat and irritability at times then maybe you need more earth and water to cool you down so this kind of very simple languaging almost like poetry you begin to appreciate your unique you and you begin to see that whatever body suit you've been given in a personalized way is right for you but then now how do you communicate with the sun moon wind earth and how do you lead your daily life what spices should you be using what oil should be applying in your body and even in oil pulling should be using sesame or coconut or should you be creating a whole new decoction for oil pulling Mm -hmm. with you know the homegrown marigolds or roses that even need in these recipes so oil Mm -hmm. pulling till now it's with oil, but you can actually do it with various homegrown, stove-cooked, decoctions that will do even more things for you besides the beautiful list that, you know, we went over. So it's Mm -hmm. like you get to really play with it. And my students, that's what they do. I teach them just a little bit of basic principles to recognize you so that you can fall in love with your unique portrait. And then you can read through the book and pick the right colors for you. And there you have it a personalized lifestyle that's beautiful for you. And yet, you will find that if there are three friends or three sisters or three siblings who are reading my book, they would find that they are doing several things that are universally common and you can share notes. And then they are just that slight tweaking that is right for you. So it's almost like we sit down on a common dinner table, but somebody may add more black pepper. Another person will say, I think I'll add some rosemary. So it's almost like you personalize it, and it's it's like an act of self love and self recognition and it's just beautiful, for example, there are various recipes that I have given, and one of the recipes I'm sure you've talked about it on your show is Kicheri but, mm-hmm. but but share and,
1: it uh, anyways I mean share your thoughts yeah. on Kiche
0: oh, it's a superfood, and I eat it every day and um you know, and uh, it's cooked with green monks which you know helps you reduce weight and reduce cholesterol and you know skin shines and mm. with basmati rice and clarified butter that improves mm. your just a small <laughs> amount but does not give you weight and it's so delicious. So I mm. eat it every day, I and my husband, but you know, I will squirt some lemon juice on it and he would chop some, you know, ginger on it, fresh grapes and mm. ginger because we my husband is an Ayurveda chef and his recipes are included in the book because we know Ayurveda to customize it and personalize it to our palate, to our digestive needs and our body weight. So it's just beautiful. It's a whole path. And so oh you my know gosh. You're participating in a beautiful, beautiful opportunity to live like the ancient beings who lived long, healthy lives and meditated and connected with that universal God energy.
1: Wow. Oh, that was beautiful. I loved it. Thank you so much. I Wow. I have one other question I want to ask you, and then I want to get into more talking about, um, you know, just the book and stuff. Um, can you share with the listeners um, the benefits or the beauty within uh, someone doing or receiving an Abianga massage? Oh,
0: wow. That's a beautiful question. Abhyanga, you know, literally means the glowing body in Sanskrit. And we the glow here is the glow of health and the glow of, you know, self-care. And so every day Ayurveda says that go ahead and eat maybe like a half a cup of oil. And it can be sesame in winter. It can be coconut in, uh, you know, summer. And in fact, I've given a whole, um, you know, a table of different oils and their benefits and so that you can again, you know, customize it to what your needs are. For example, mm-hmm. if you have skin all over your body, you can add a tiny bit of castor oil. If you have itchy skin, you could add some mustard oil. So I've given that, you know, details from the ancient texts that we often miss out, you know, um, otherwise. Yeah. So I went and did that. But then you heat the warm oil in a, like a little, you know, oil warmer or something in your bathroom and you lay out a yoga mat or a blanket and, and you, know, while you're, you know, while your water is heating up and go ahead and slather that on your body. And every kind of benefit, you know, in terms of reducing inflammation, pacifying the stiffness, opening the inner srotas or channels in your body, You know, and um, filling you, preventing injuries because your bones become stronger, improving your complexion and your beauty. You know, the texture of your skin will become so baby soft. People will wonder what you're doing. And it will improve sleep because it pacifies the agitating energy of vata or air element in your body. So your sleep will improve. Your sense organs will feel better. It is said that it lengthens your lifespan or your bioenergy becomes balanced, so it's actually an overall immunity enhancing practice it increases strength endurance, you feel like you're less fatigued, you can carry on with all your activities and another thing the sages promise is that when you apply oil to the to your feet and toes, your eyesight improves and it benefits your brain and of course, mm-hmm. slow aging. So there are just so many benefits. And, you know, I mentioned briefly about the director of our clinic who was dealing with serious MS. And he right. just gave her this one practice. See, that's the thing. I'm a frugal practitioner in lifestyle also. I don't want to do <laughs> all of it. Just pick that one practice, like as in Rochelle's case, oil pulling, turn mm-hmm. it around, you know, or in my student, Leanne's case, who's now a director of health, you know, the self-massage changed her whole life. And she told me then that she said, I'll try this recipe and maybe I'll do this and that. Because then it was like a love affair with Ayurveda. Yeah. and That's but, so true. Yeah, yeah. Just start with something and see the change. And then you don't even have to listen to our radio show anymore. You'll be doing your <laughs> radio show. Because you will
1: be talking about Ayurveda, you know. <laughs> that was beautiful. Thank you, Shuna. That was beautiful because um, uh, Abiyanga is just is is just it's beautiful, and uh, and I truly believe that um, as I continue through my life doing Abiyanga and doing and giving Abiyangas. Um, that um, I'm going to enhance the vitality of my muscles, joints, and ligaments and tendons because, you know, it, it just is nourishing to the body in that in that aspect. So thank you for sharing that about Abhyanga. It was beautiful to hear. Now, I want to get into, let's talk about your book, Ayurveda Lifestyle Wisdom. How did this come about? Because you you're this master of Ayurveda, and you have you know a clinic, and you have students, and you you know you do all these wonderful things. You share the wisdom, you know, internationally, nationally. How did you how did you think? Okay, you know, I share vocally, and I, I do teachings, and all of this stuff. But it's
0: now it's time for me to write a book. How did you how did you get to that? Well, one of the reasons I wrote the book was everybody wants a book from me. And my publisher, Sounds True, wants more books from me. So I knew that the message was coming to me. But my whole life, Rochelle, has been about service. You know, everything I do, even teaching my classes, I do it as an act of selfless service. And I'm not saying this to boast. I'm saying this to tell you that I belong to a lineage where for thousands of years, We've been, you know, imparting this knowledge out of love of humanity and service of humanity and not merely as a profession. And I don't denounce anyone who does it as a profession. I mean, I think it's great as a profession. So For me, it was like it was dharmically, karmically mandated. And that is what an acharya does. I'm a spiritual teacher. So when I came to this country, again, due to karmic reasons, uh, that's what I did, and, you know, I've always had students around me, and I have students who are right now who study with me through online classes, as well as, of course, when they come to me in the Berkeley area to study with me in person. And uh, so it was just a matter of time of me finding the room and space to actually go in and write it. And then once I started writing it, I don't even know if I was writing the book. I felt like it was being written through me. And my whole life, Rochelle, is charmed. When I started my organization, I recently returned from India, and I actually had lunch with the Prime Minister of India, and we mm-hmm. talked about Ayurveda. I mean, my whole life seems to be like I have—I am being led on a on a journey in promotion of Ayurveda and the yoga and Vedanta, which is the spirituality of Ayurveda, which mm-hmm. talks about itself. That you know that is one with the universe and and all beings. So I teach all of this, and so this is not going to be my first radio into my first and last interview with you because for the next ten years I have so many teachers now who teach on my behalf. I have mm-hmm. very top teachers that I can actually have the luxury now of recording my work and my mission. On um, you know, so that because books outlive you and your voice, and when I roll right. up a mortal body, my lineage and my message can continue through my books, so this is the first one, and I already have three more in the pipeline, so that's wow,
1: that 's beautiful, and I love what you just said with regards to the book being you know it it will be here when even though you've gone on um It's wonderful. It's your lineage. You're sharing the the wisdom. And the sages from the ancient times uh, of Ayurveda would be so pleased because even though their message and the information and the wisdom that they had to share is taking a little bit of time to get out, you're leaving something behind concrete that, you know, 200, 300, 5,000 years from now, someone can go back to and say, you know, here's something like the – um like the other ancient texts of ayurveda that are now you know coming out you're part of that lineage and and that's beautiful now with regards to the book just share we you know we talked a lot about the book and we highlighted it in little subtle ways but can you just share just point blank with the listeners what they'll find in the book that um you know what 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 they'll find in the in the wisdom of of the book that you know really really um will put them more focused on wanting to get the book.
0: <laughs> well, you know, I think that um, probably our conversation would have already ignited in those beings mm-hmm. who are about to manifest health in their life, a desire to look for this book. You know, I I don't really want to sell my book I just want to invite people to my life and I want to tell them that I myself was diagnosed with a genetic condition and when I was 18 or 19, I couldn't walk and I had crutches for a while and um, I had gone through a teenage rebellion where, or or not rebellion, that's not the word, but I wanted to explore what else is out there. Probably Mm -hmm. I had been a 21st century teacher So I went to the modern doctor and and he said, well, you have a genetic condition. You may be in wheelchair and people with my condition are, but I am Mm -hmm. not and I'm going to be 50 next month. And I recently started running also and there was a time when I could walk. So I feel like I'm getting younger, not older. Mm
1: -hmm. Mm -hmm. And
0: I just want to say that I have a revolution of health going on all around me. And this book is my soul's gift to humanity. And oh, I'm a beautiful. rare teachers. and I'm saying this not from vanity, but I really know that I'm one of those rare teachers who is still connected to the ancient tradition. I'm not dumbed it down for the average Westerner. It's written for you know all beings in all countries, in all language. It's accessible. It can, contains the traditional knowledge with the right references, but it's you know you could be like a 20 year old young person. Uh, you know, uh, finding this book on Instagram, and it will still talk to you because I teach international students, and my youngest student is, you know, nine-year-old, and my oldest is 70. So it works for everyone. And um, if you find the book, uh, you know, just about everybody from Dr. James Doty, who's the professor of neurosurgery at Stanford University, to, uh, to Shiva Rea, who's the topmost yoga teacher, To Sally Kempton, a bestseller author on spirituality, everybody is endorsing the book. And I think uh, now we have Rochelle, who herself is in medicine and yet is her own living example of transformation. So what more can I say? I would just say, if your karma is ripe and ready for hell, you're going to find me in the book. That's all I can say. (laughs) Yes. That's so great. Oh, my gosh. And here I'm going to I'm going to just
1: add that because, you know, how you say you're you're turning 50. Well, I'm actually older than you. So Uh it's a living testament that you can um, really it really does give you vitality because when people see me. They can never, they think I'm at least 25 years, 20, 25 years younger than what I actually am. And so I tell them, well, like, what's your secret? And I go, well, it's the way I live my life. And Ayurveda is what I do. It's how I live. It's what I share. And so they're like, oh, my gosh. So it's true, you guys, you know, it really does um, have the ability to keep you in a youthful state even as as you age, and I love what Shuna says. she just wants to share the gift with with the world and um and it's a very beautiful gift. Your health and wellness is your greatest asset without that, you can't do anything that you're supposed to do or you want to do. so at this moment, I just want to say thank you so much, Shuna for being a guest on Blissful Living and sharing your words of wisdom and all the nuggets of gold that you gave the listeners to help them improve their health and well-being. It was an honor, a pleasure. It was fun. I, I love you. Oh, my gosh. So thank you so very much for being on Blissful Living today.
0: Thank you so much. Thank you.
1: And to all of you listeners out there, I want to thank you for listening and tuning in. Please share um, the site with your friends. If you found Nuggets of Gold that you just, you know you just want to incorporate into your life I say do it immediately like Shuna says pick and choose. you don't have to do everything but pick and choose something that works for you want to work on and start with that you know it's just one bite at a time and you'll see the the manifestation of your physical mental spiritual emotional health and well-being improve by doing just simple one simple little thing to make that change and at this time I'm going to wish you all peace to your mind wellness to your body and tranquility to your spirit. This is the queen of feeling fabulous, Rochelle Marie Lawson, and you have been listening to Blissful Living. Take good care and chat with you again soon. Bye-bye.
0: You can find out more about Rochelle on her website, Rochelle Lawson, R-O-C-H-E-L-E, Lawson, L-A-W-S-O-N, or at healthhealingwellness.com.